Hello and welcome to the Let's Guide podcast, the ultimate podcast for Google Local Guides. And a podcast, moreover, that now counts 25 episodes. Isn't that nice? One of the most powerful things you can do as a local guide is to change the information available on Google Maps, either by adding things or by editing data points of places already on the map. When you then submit those edits, they are of course verified. And in today's episode, we will explain how this verification process works. Before doing so, I want to point out once again that I'm not an official representative of Google or the Local Guides team. I'm just a local guide like most of you. Everything I say in this podcast and of course also in this episode is therefore my personal interpretation. This episode 25 is recorded beginning of September 2020 and is of course describing the situation as today as it is today, rather. Should you be listening at a later point in time, things might obviously have changed. Let's get started. Actually, I should have played another jingle instead of that usual let's get started one. This one would have been much better. It's time for your questions. Well, now I've played it after all. It's very appropriate, as there was a question from local guide John Rotenstein, Rotenstein from Sydney, Australia. John wrote me a mail and asked, I have suggested some map edits, but I sometimes get told Google couldn't verify your edit. This is even for obvious fixes, such as a memorial park that commemorates war veterans, but is incorrectly categorized as theme park with a Ferris wheel icon. Yes, that's a very familiar question, I think, and the, that's exactly the question we will want to uh, answer in this episode. But before doing so, I want to give a huge shout out to another local guide, to Jerome Morik, a Dutch local guide living in Spain. He's uh, uh, overall a very great help to other local guides, giving advice on a lot of topics. And he also has published a lot of information on the topic of Google Maps verification, and he's done so on several platforms. There's, for example, a post on Connect, which I will link to in the show notes, of course. And that post also refers to his webinar that took two hours, no kidding, two hours hours long, but definitely worth watching as it has obviously much more details than this 20-something minute podcast. The webinar is recorded or is stored on YouTube and the post on Connect has a link to it. Jeroen is also one of the um, people behind the Facebook group Local Guides Worlds and uh, the section, there's a special, special section there called Mappers Academy, which also has a lot of information on this topic. Obviously, links to all of that will be included in the show notes. So what happens exactly when you submit an edit on Google Maps? That could be, for example, a change to the name of a place. You could add a website or a phone number, change the category of a point of interest, add a place, not yet on the map, mark a place as closed, either temporarily or permanently, tell Maps that the shop is situated in a shopping mall, etc. All of those are edits. If you submit them, they go through 
either one or two layers of checks. The first layer is the so-called algorithm, the automatic process where Google has predefined a number of rules uh, to specify what are good or valid edits and what might be, let's say, a bit suspicious. This algorithm includes a lot of AI, artificial intelligence. The exact content, the exact process of this algorithm is unknown and will probably never be known because it's obviously top secret. This is one of the things that Google wants to keep secret at all costs, which is perfectly, which perfectly makes sense, I would say, because if it would be common knowledge how this algorithm works, well, there is a lot of spam on maps these days, but the spammers would make sure there would be a lot more spam and a, mo a lot more abuse when the exact working of the algorithm would be out there. This algorithmic or automatic processing of your suggested edit typically leads to a result within seconds. Sometimes it's minutes or it could also be if there are some technical issues longer, but typically you get a result of that within seconds. In those seconds, the algorithm searches for info online could be, for example, the website of the company. If you suggested a telephone number, it will for sure check on the website does it have that uh, specific telephone number? It could be the Google My Business info of the business you're trying to edit something. Uh, social media accounts, also something that they will check for sure. And the so-called trusted sources, such as TripAdvisor. There's a lot of information to be found there. They will check it also and compare it then to what you have submitted. So then they evaluate the credibility of your edit versus those external sources like the website, social media accounts, and so on. This also takes into account your location data, either of your phone or the pictures you are using. If location data show that you are there at the point where you want to make an edit or have been at some point, this will certainly also add, let's say, weight to your edit. There are three possible outcomes of this algorithmic check, three possible results. The first, the one we love uh, the most, of course, is approved. More on that in a minute. The second one is called not applied, the one we don't like to see, of course. Much more on that later in the episode. And the third one is pending. Pending means that this second layer of checks that I was talking about is coming into play. So your edit goes to a second check and in on this layer, so to speak, there are also two options. The first one is what you could call crowdsourced. Other Maps users, other local guides are involved here through the modules Check the Facts, more on that in a future episode, and Questions. Those two modules are used for that. For listeners not familiar with these, you can access them via the Contribute page in the Maps app. So at the bottom menu, there's a button called Contribute. If you open that, if you click it, it opens the Contribute page. If you scroll a bit down, you will find a bigger button or a bigger area that says Contribute Now. And if you open that and scroll down again a bit through, uh, down, uh, through your uh, history and how much you have to scroll depends on how many places you have visited until you find the more ways to share area. There you have checked effects and questions. Uh, 
These modules uh, make sure that other local guides are asked to verify the suggestions you have made. New opening hours, a website, a phone number, a change of category and so on. It's also here not clear exactly how this works and what exactly is um, the complete process behind it. How many local guides are needed? Is it enough that one other local guide confirms your edit? Should multiple uh, do this? No idea. Is there a time limit? It's also a question that is sometimes asked because in remote areas waiting for one or multiple local guides to come across the edit you suggested that can take forever. So I do think that in some cases the edit can be rejected while um, after a while uh, because there simply is no feedback. As John mentioned in his question Google is unable to verify. More on that soon. The second option in that second layer are human operators. So Googlers who are examining all the evidence and then deciding whether or not to approve your suggestion. In quite complex cases, for example, duplicates, if you have suggested this place is a duplicate of another place. There's, this is all, almost always the case that there is a human operator. When two points of interest, two places on maps need to be merged, one of those two will really get removed, so extra checks are often needed. Although I have to say that I have had duplicates approved by the algorithm only, so you never know. From what I've experienced myself, the edits are verified per type of edit. Sometimes I get pending edits for one particular type, for example duplicates. I get those approved one after the other, although the edits were submitted with several weeks or even months in between. The edits also seem to be verified per country or region, which is probably linked to uh, language issues, because to properly judge the uh, information, you obviously need someone who masters the local language and has some knowledge of the local situation. It's also not clear at all when exactly other local guides and when Googlers are involved in this verification process by humans. There can be hints, for example, in when exactly uh, your uh, edits are getting approved or the time uh, interval between the edits, I mean, because a very recent example I experienced myself is that I had none less than 84 uh, pendings of the same type. The type is spam, so spam entries that I reported. Those 84 were approved in three hours, sometimes with just a few minutes in between them. Had this been a crowdsourced effort, I would have expected a much more random pattern in those approval times, of course. The total time that an edit is pending can be quite long weeks, sometimes even months, although although I have to say, compared to what I experienced a couple of years ago, it's much better now. Regularly I see pendings move to approved within just one or a few days. Okay, that was pending. Now let's move on to approved. Either as the result of the first layer, the algorithm or the second layer of checks, the human intervention, your edit can get approved. That, however, does not necessarily mean that the edit is correct. This sounds a bit weird, I could say, but please do check out Jerome's webinar on this topic. 
as he goes into it into great detail and gives a lot of examples. That uh, status approved means the algorithm found nothing against your edit or gave you the benefit of the doubt. As I mentioned before, the, the information you provide is checked against other sources of information and the uh, source that Google then trusts most wins, so to speak. If they can find nothing that is contradicting your edit, they just might say, okay, this seems legit, we will approve it. At this point, however, I need to explain a crucial element in the entire process of verification of uh, edits suggested by local guides, which is the trust score. This is a number to indicate how reliable you are, how much trust Google can give you, how much weight they can attribute to the information you provide. Every local guide has this. Well, in fact, every local guide has multiple trust scores, one per type of edit. So you can have, for example, a high trust score for phone numbers, but a low one for name changes. The way this basically works is that your score will increase by getting edits approved. So making a lot of, say, category edits and then having those approved will lead to a high trust score for categories, which then makes it even easier to get following edits of that same type, categories, approved. Of course, the score can not only go up, it can also go down if you turn out to make very spammy edits or, for example, add slogans to the names of places. Uh, let's say the best in town added to the pizzeria you really like. This will eventually lead, will eventually lead to Google no longer trusting you for name changes at all. A question you sometimes come across with regards to the trust score is what level is it at when you start as a local guide? Is it really high? Is it really low or somewhere in between? Well, I don't think it's really high because then most of the edits of new local guides would get approved and that's certainly not the fact. It's also not very low because we have seen circumstances where, for example, a local guide who had a, a lot of edits uh, approved already in the past, but due to some technical problem uh, was apparently with a very low trust score. He tried to make an edit and it was um, rejected. But another local guide with a very low level, just starting level three, less than 250 points, could get that exact same edit approved instantly. So through the algorithm. Creation of new places, that seems to require not a very high score. That's something you could judge from the amount of fake places, well, spam really, that you sometimes come across on maps. Needless to say that the trust score logic or the rules behind it is also, of course, top secret. One thing we can say for sure is that it's not linked to the level of local guides. You can become level 10 local guide with only uploading pictures and never making one single edit. So why would Google trust your edits simply because you are level 10? That's certainly not the case. The third possible outcome then of the verification of your suggested edit is the dreaded not applied. This also does not automatically mean what you submitted is wrong. 
but rather we don't have enough trust in you. So your trust score for this type of edit might be too low or some other source of information with more authority, according to Google. So some other source contradicts your edit or part of your edit. More, of that, more on that in a minute. Even if the info on a trusted score is wrong, for example, on a page, uh, a social media page or on TripAdvisor, where there is outdated info, this could still be considered to be more trustworthy than you, according to the rules and the process that we explained earlier. So even if you are 1000% sure that what you are submitting is correct, you could still get, as John did, Google couldn't verify your edit. The not applied could also be caused by other reasons than conflicting sources of information or insufficient trust score levels. Edits, for example, might not be allowed for specific categories of places like banks. It's really, really hard banks or uh, also ATMs, cash points. No edits are typically allowed for those. Uh, or edits might not be allowed for certain types of edits, like, for example, phone numbers in India. There's been a while ago a big fraud scandal with people who were changing the telephone numbers on certain points of interest, also on banks, and then got hold of confidential information for, from bank customers calling those telephone numbers. So Google decided to simply not allow telephone number changes there. Another edit might be pending. So another local guide might have suggested the exact same thing that you are suggesting at an earlier point in time. Or there might be a new business that you're trying to add to the map, but this business already started the Google My Business verification process. Then the older edit, the older suggested edit, gets processed first. You have to see this as a kind of queue. So all the edits that are suggested land in a queue and are then dealt with one after the other. So by the time in the queue they reach your edit, well, the change that you are suggesting might already have been done by this other previous edit. So by that time, your suggested, your suggested edit is no longer relevant because it was already done. So you get not applied. The type of business might also simply be not legal in your country. Casinos, for example, uh, some categories of adult entertainment. The categories are there, so you could think, okay, I can create these points of interest on a map, but still you could get a not applied because that type of activity is not legal in your country. And then this very specific one is uh, linked to Google My Business. Sometimes uh, shops and specifically chains provide outdated information there, believe it or not. That has to do with the fact that chains typically update the information by uploading a spreadsheet. And suppose a couple of years ago, a very uh, maps loving colleague or employee of that company did this very faithfully. But now a new colleague has taken over and doesn't care that much and simply uploads whatever is in the spreadsheet. So a new address or a new telephone number might still be in that uh, might not uh, might not be in that spreadsheet already 
and therefore your edit of the correct new address or telephone number will get either not approved or approved but then reversed one week later because of this new spreadsheet upload very frustrating for more details on all of these things please do check out the mappers academy of the uh, facebook group local guides world the uh, group uh, jerome marek is uh, managing if you're not member of uh, the group yet please make sure you are if of course you care to have a facebook profile this phrase google could not verify your edits leads to a lot of frustration which you can see in a lot of posts on connect and on social media where people cry out and provide uh, evidence clear evidence of what they are want, what they want to demonstrate for example pictures and saying hey i'm really 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 sure about this i was there i've seen it with my own eyes and still google was not able to verify well my advice never ever take it personal and i hope that with the information provided in this uh, podcast episode you could understand why this happened Another question which is asked quite frequently is the question if there is a negative impact on your trust score when you get a lot of not applied. Well, not necessarily. Remember uh, what I was talking about the case where another edit uh, was pending already. So it was earlier in the queue and got processed before uh, your uh, edit was processed. Well, in that case, your suggestion was perfectly fine. So there's absolutely no reason why your trust score should be lowered in that particular case it's only when you really make bad bad spammy edits that your trust score will be impacted so those are the three results of the edits you suggest pending approved not applied i've actually seen a couple of times a fourth outcome it was called proposed this is something I got when I tried to add a label, for example, the name of a dish, to a picture uploaded by uh, another local guide. But it's been a while since I've seen this proposed and so far I've not come across uh, any other local guide who has seen this. Should you have seen it, please do let me know, of course. So it might also have been some kind of test. For all those edits, you also get notifications, both in the contributions overview, there you will find notifications for all three types, approved, pendings, and not applied. And you will also get a notification by email, but those only come for the approved and the pending edits. And if a pending edit goes to approved, you get a second email. It would be really, really nice though, to also get emails for the not applied, but so far this is unfortunately not the case anyway i have from a very reliable source that the google team is working hard on adding more details in those notifi notifications for example specifically about the reasons why the edit was not applied and if i may say so they're making some nice progress in that domain to close off for today, I want to make a few final points about the editing process in general. If you are uh, submitting edits, make them one by one. This is not an official guideline, but the evidence is there. Officially, you're asked to submit all the information you can. So 
enter every, every field and then hit the send button. But it turns out that the total submission is not applied as soon as there is one data point in there that has a reason to not apply it. So for example, if you add a phone number and a website and then hit send and there's a problem with the phone number, none of the two get applied. On the other hand, if you first submit the phone number separately, it will still get not applied, but then the website separately, that will get approved. So that's of course good to know, I would say. And for those still climbing the local guides level ladder, the side effect is that this will bring you extra points because you get five points per time that you hit the send button. Also, if you uh, send them one by one, if you submit several data points in one send, in one submit, this will just bring you five points. But if in the example above, uh, you first submit the telephone number, this will bring five points. And then if it gets approved, of course, and then the uh, website will bring another five points. And as I said, on the same topic of points, you only get them for approved edits. Although you can, uh, you will always see the animation of the uh, points counting to five or 15 or 10 or whatever uh, points you should get for the edit you make, you made the uh, points also uh, only come if your edit gets approved. And by the way, before I forget about John's suggested edit of this memorial park, I was able to fix the category. So there was evidence enough for me to confidently suggest the edit myself, which then probably indicates that my trust score for categories is probably not all that bad. John, by the way, also had another question. What is the difference between points of interest and map elements? But I'll deal with that in a later episode. That's all I have for today. If you want to get in touch with me with any comments, remarks or questions, you see, questions can lead to episodes, do get in touch with me. You can send an email to letsguidepodcast at gmail.com. Reach out uh, to me on Twitter uh, under Local Guides Guru, or you can find me on Facebook, also in Local Guides World. On Connects, I'm uh, to be found, of course, uh, quite frequently. Find me there under my real name, Jan van Haver. And all the show notes, all the links that are useful for this episode can, as usual, be found on the homepage of the website. Let's of the, the homepage of the podcast, of course, letsguidepodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening to episode number 25. And please do stay tuned for upcoming episodes. Game over.